there. Are you a local mom business owner? If so, we've got some exciting news to share with you all. The doors to our Working Moms of San Antonio business owners community are now open. Join us now in our supportive new community for local networking events, customizable social media templates, classes and workshops, business resources, and to be a part of our exclusive referral directory. We love to help our working mom business owners grow. So visit workingmomsofsanantonio.com backslash membership, or just click the link in the show notes to join us. See you in the community. We're Erica Radis and Marie Lifschultz, a San Antonio area realtor and lender, but most importantly, we're working moms. The goal of this podcast is to provide support and a sense of community to San Antonio area working moms like us. So join us in trying to find a balance between career, family, and everything in between. Welcome to this week's episode of the Working Moms of San Antonio podcast. We've got a guest on with us today, Crystal Rubio, and she is a bookkeeper and also a tattoo artist. So we're going to turn it over to her and she's going to introduce herself and talk a little bit about what she does and we'll kind of get going. First of all, why do you change to freaking customer service voice? I know. I know. I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's my phone voice. I know. I'm like, wait, I got to call her out on this shit. Yeah. I'm glad you did because honestly, in 2024, I'm trying to do less phone voice, but it's so hard. After 10 years in this industry, it's just, it's hard to turn it off. Yeah. You sound like a game show host announcer, I know, I was right? Like, yeah. You <laughs> know, sit up straight. Seriously. And for me, I'm just like, all right, bitches, let's go. <laughs> no, but um, I get it. Like it, it does become hard because even like when I'm doing, at first, when we first started doing the podcast as well, I was my customer service voice also like. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. But it's so hard not to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I am, I have been a bookkeeper for probably t- three years now, but I have, I got my degree back in 2012 in business administration. And during that time I had already gotten my, I'm a retired hairstylist too, but you know, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but when I got my degree, it was so that I could run my own business so that I could run my salon. And, you know, I figured why not? I like going yep. to school, but I also have ADHD. So then I end up doing all kinds of shit that I probably don't need because I overthink everything. Yeah. Um, so I went to school for it. I only used it for my business. I used it when my husband opened up his business in California and then I was like, okay, like, that's the only reason I went to school for just so it could work for me, which was, I mean, kind of dumb if you really think about it. But that was my, my mind was like, no, you're doing it. It's going to work for you. And that way you don't have to hire anyone. Well, then, you know, go fast forward to 2020, you know, pandemic, all this shit happening. I decided. Oh, that old friend. All that, yeah. <laughs> Man. So I decided, you know, I'm done doing hair. I had a studio here in San Antonio. I was just, I was over it. I think that like most people, everyone during the pandemic, you realize that whatever it is that you were doing, that wasn't it. You know, you decide. I yeah. know for me, I decided like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And one of my friends there at the studio, she was like, I didn't know you did bookkeeping. And I was like, well, yeah, but I just don't. I mean, 
I haven't done it in a long time. I only do it for myself. So she uh, hired me on. And then from there, she kept on wanting to pass on my information. I was like, I don't want to do this shit. Like, what if I, because in my head, I was like, what if I fuck something up? You know, like, yeah, I, I haven't done this in a while. So what if I, there's something that I don't do the right way. And it wasn't so much because like, I, I thought that it had to be something more professional or that I had, you know, I was like, I don't have the look. My hair is always fun colors. I have all these tattoos. Who's going to take me seriously? But I had to realize that I kept on doing her books. I saw her growth. And I was like, I want to do this for other people. And I want to do it for other people in the beauty industry because we're looked down upon. And they don't take people, they don't take us seriously. They think our job is not, you don't make that much money or it's just like a hobby or whatever. So I wanted to show different, you know, I wanted yeah. also for ourselves as hairstylists. sometimes we also don't see our worth, but I think in the industry as women, we really don't see our worth period. So I wanted girls to start seeing themselves in a different light and I wanted to help them grow. And my friend, she finally pushed me to keep on going. And then last year is when I took myself seriously and I started to grow. And then I, from there, it's now I'm, this is what I do. And I love it. I I think it's great. Yeah. I freaking love it. I can't see myself doing anything else, you know, except for my little side hustles that I call them side hustles, but they're also like full-time jobs. Um, yeah. <laughs> like the, you know, the tattooing. I also took classes for that and I was doing it, which is, you know, not legal, but I was doing it here at home and it was only on friends. It was only on friends. So <laughs> They were letting me practice and I was like, all right, you let me practice, then you can't talk shit or you can't say I fucked up because you're letting me practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, they I did pretty well and now I work at Vanidosa Studio with Claudia and I do Tattoo Fridays there, which is yes, a lot of fun. You did yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Recently, so Crystal did one for me and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh my God. So... One thing that Erica will not do is tell you that the tattoo is fucking crooked. Luckily, like... It's not. I it's mean, it's, not, not, it's now. not now. No, it's not now. But <laughs> so when we first... So I'm, I'm putting the stencil on, right? And then I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this doesn't look right. But I'm like, you know, I asked her if she liked it. And she's, she was like, yeah. I'm like, can you stand up? For, or I don't know if I told her to stand up or what we did, but I needed her to move her arm a different way and I was like that doesn't look centered and then she's like oh yeah I'm like you should have told me something like <laughs> what the hell like this is gonna be on you for yeah. I don't know how long like, you, know, it's all your, fine. you know it's only yeah. permanent I'm like, so. the, I'm like the queen of non-confrontation it's a problem <laughs> oh man she goes you should have said something I was yes. like I'm gonna just let you do it <laughs> no Crystal, it's kind of neat because you have the books, the analytical part of your brain, right? Working yeah, through your yeah. bookkeeping, making sure you're organized. And then you have that fun, your ADHD is kicking in, right? You have that yeah. fun aspect and creative aspect of your personality that can come out and, you know, shine with your tattooing. I think that's, yeah. I'm jealous. I want that. <laughs> I, think I think it's incredible. I see your posts with the tattoos of my younger sister. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go together. We yeah. gotta go together. She's all tattooed and I have tattoos. You just can't see them. Um, yeah. <laughs> right off the, but I'm like I'm dying to get over there to see you Man, so. yeah make an appointment I'll get you in yeah I love <laughs> it I because I do love the I do love the creative and it's so funny that 
when I was little, and I just talked about this in my podcast, I, I said, when I was little, I would look forward to getting like the stationary sets or like the pens and all these like fun colors of paper and like office supplies. To me, that was what made me, you know, get excited as a kid. Yes, I have a collection of like, I have two big old, I don't know what they're called, but where you put pens and then it, it spins. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I have a big, big, big one that, yeah. that spins. Yeah. And it's full of pens and I have another one full of uh, Sharpie markers and all the different colors because yeah. I'm obsessed with fucking pens. Yeah, um, I am yeah. too. And honestly, yeah. homeschooling was like my dream come true. I know That's you homeschool it. too because then we could oh. get all the supplies. <laughs> yes, that was like my, the first thing I did when I said I'm going to homeschool. I was like, well, babe, now I need all this shit. Like yeah. I, need I need a whole this. room of stuff. <laughs> yes. And now my room is completely organized and I have different colors and everything kind of goes. I have my bulletin board. Like I don't fucking even look at that shit. The kids don't even look at that shit. But it, lo- <laughs> but it looks, it looks pretty. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it looks nice. And it's like, uh, I went and my big ass printer. Like, do yes. I really need a, I do need a printer like that. Like it's an office printer. That's something I wanted when I was growing up. Like, it's the dumb little shit that for other people as a kid, you're, why would you even want that? And for me, <laughs> as a kid, I remember asking, I think one of my mom's friends, she was a secretary at a school and she gifted me um, a typing book so that I could learn to type fast. Like, what fucking kid does that? <laughs> but, but you know, I think yeah. it's also our generation, like, you know, kids now, they want the latest technology stuff. We were all excited. We got that big ass box of crayons. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen those memes? Like, I that's what we like, and as adults, so we still like oh, it. I have. I still. I, I have a collection. I have a collection of crayons that I have. My box of crayons that they're just mine, and they have to be Crayola. And then I have the different little, like they come with the like different designs or whatever on the boxes. Yeah. So I have every single one that has come out, and nobody oh my can gosh. use them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you can't use them. They're collectible. No, they're collectible. I mean, you can't. I'm sure you can't. But I don't. I'm like, they're mine. If you touch them, I will kill you. I mean, you know. <laughs> and That's so I'm. Funny. And I have coloring books. I even I published a coloring book yes. as well. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's. I don't know. It's the little things that make me happy with the bookkeeping, but I still get to be creative. And I think yeah. most of my brain is creativity. Even like my bookkeeping shit everything's pink like I you know I remember in school I used to get in trouble when in college when we were working on our spreadsheets and mm-hmm. my spreadsheets were all pink with purple and they would tell me that's not you're not never going to make it in the professional world because you want to make everything so colorful and so girly and yeah. I was like watch me make it work yes <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh well, that kind of goes back to what you said before. I had no idea that there was really some kind of a stigma with beauty industry folks and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's very I interesting. I was just thinking that same thing. I was thinking the yeah. same thing. I never thought, I've never thought that about, yeah. you know, the People beauty industry. Don't, always... They don't take the business as, ser- as serious businesses? Mm-hmm. No. So even when I went to beauty school, it took me a while. My mom parents always know what you're going to do when you grow up and no matter how much you say that's not what I want to do they already know my mom since high school she would always tell me why don't you just go to beauty school she saw me always messing with hair color you know mm-hmm. I was I, I learned to do nails when I was 12 or 13 so I always did all the fun stuff also the makeup I loved it 
But I was like, no, because I really thought that hairdressers didn't have an education and that the education that we got wasn't, you know, I didn't, I wanted people to know that I was smart and I wanted mostly my family. I wanted my family to, to believe that I was Mm -hmm. smart. And I felt that if I went to beauty school, they were going to think that I just took the easy way out. But when I went to beauty school and I, they handed me books and those books, you had to learn science. You had to learn anatomy and chemistry. That's when I was like, oh shit, like this isn't easy. Like it, it was one of, I think it was really hard, especially the anatomy part of it. So then I realized, that's when I realized this is more and we have to be taken seriously, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's when I started kind of, even now, that's why I advocate so much for girls to take themselves seriously when it comes to their, their beauty business, because it's more than just, you're more than just a beautician, you know? Right you're more than what you think you are in the service industry. And I feel that once they have their books done, they'll realize how important, you know, and how much money they can actually make doing what they love. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's, it's, I think it's also the stimulation because it's, it's a trade. You yeah. know, where the, everybody pushed you to go to school, get a degree, you know, spend all yeah. this money. And then I'm in the finance world, right? So yeah. I look at people's tax returns. I look at people's finances and, we have people who went who got their master's, their doctorate, or they, and they're 20 years after school, still in debt, Yeah, still in debt because they can't get it paid off because they went and got these degrees to be the smartest people, Yeah, but you are working 60 grand a year and can't pay off your debt. Like you, you yeah, you're, that's you're so cheating. crazy. So we yes. have doctors who don't know how to handle their own books. It doesn't, yeah. it just, it, I think it's that stigma, like you said, that you had to do these things and trade schools are really got kind of like, oh, then you're not as smart. No, yeah. they're the smartest people. <laughs> yes. You know, I, in the last few years, my mentality has changed a lot as well, because I used to always think when my kids were in public school, you know, I, I was always pushing college and that they had to go to college once they finished high school. And so our oldest, who's 20 now, we said, you know, as she was getting closer to going to college, we're like, you know, if you don't want to go to college, you don't have to go to college. You could find something that you love. We've always known that she loves to cook. She loves to bake. And she's had a baking business since she was 14. So, and she got her food handler's card and she went and did all the stuff that you needed to do and to figure it out at 14. You know, I wasn't even there at that age. And so we knew, we told her, why don't you just go to culinary school? Because Mm -hmm. we know that's what you love. No, so she went to UTSA. I think first semester she made it, second semester halfway through she stopped going to school and she was living at the dorms so I kind of as a mom you know that they're not doing something right so I was like I we went and picked her up we're like you're done like because she wasn't going to classes and we told her why don't you go to school to something that you love why you know and even then she still she went for dental assisting which we and she likes it and she's not even she's not working in the field but we know what she loves you know she loves to bake and she loves to cook and so it, it's one of those, if you just go to the trade school, she could have, she had to learn on her own and that's okay. And I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. But now it's like, why do we push college on all these kids when a lot of the times you see what their strengths are as yeah, they're growing yeah. up? You know, my 15 year old, her strengths are makeup. She loves makeup. She loves acting. So I, she wants to be an esthetician, you know, and she takes acting classes and she loves all this. So each one of my kids has had something different. I wouldn't have noticed that or known that had they still been in public school. 
you know, yeah. so I, now I don't push the college because I've done the trade school. I've done the college, you know, I've done just small classes and now I know what it is that, you know, that what they're good at. Yeah. 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 Well, my, my son did the welding. He, my, my husband welds and, and my son's like, mom, I don't know if school he's in, I don't get, I don't have the ability to home homeschool. I don't know if I yeah. could do it, but they're, they're, they're in private school and he actually yeah. went up to his campus and said, Hey, I'd like to, to start a welding club. Is that something that That's we use? Awesome. I like to work with my hands. So the Dean, they like, Hey, if you can put it together. So right now he's putting a proposal. I'm like, you need safety equipment. You need access to electricity. Who's going to monitor there. Here he has a sponsor. I'm like, there's welding companies that might, you know, like yeah. give you some old equipment that you could use. So he's That's putting awesome. a proposal together right now. And I told him, I'd love you to get some kind of business degree because obviously yeah. being self-employed is where I'm, I'm pushing him to be. Yeah. But you see all these other kids going, I want, I'm going to go to, you know, XYZ university. And I said, yeah. if that's your calling, that's your calling, but I'm, I will be proud of you yeah. to be a well, those, they make good can, money. I can tell you that. <laughs> can I tell you something about the business degree though? At least on my, my mm -hmm. view. So I, I went to get my business degree and Everything that I've learned as a bookkeeper now, or that I know, I've learned more hands-on than I ever yeah. did in school. And yeah. the stuff that you learn in school, it's so much bullshit, to be honest. Like, yeah. it, it's more to hold you down and to put you in a little box that when you ask the questions, they don't, and this was that, oh, I did a heart. <laughs> I, I know, I was like. Oh. It thinks you love business school. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was so crazy. <laughs> I think it's the gestures for the MacBook. Yeah. I don't think we've Whoa, ever had that right? happen before. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> but yeah, so what, having to do all these bullshit classes, like for me, like I said, I, my brain cannot focus long enough to sit there through a freaking history class, through an yeah. English class, through all these classes that I don't need and they're useless. I, and maybe they're not, you know, people might think differently, but when I ask questions because of something that I didn't understand when it came to either accounting or it came to anything that had to do with marketing, it was like, they couldn't break it down for me. And I'm a visual learner. You need to break it. You need to dumb it down as much as you can. And I'll figure it out. Like I'll learn it. But if I'm asking a question and you're like, well, this is how I explained it. Then, okay. Then you're not willing to teach me the way that I, I'm telling you that I can't learn. Yeah. So it was more of those like, okay, whatever. So everything that I've learned that I know now for bookkeeping, I've honestly learned as I've done it for myself. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. that's a great advice. I'd like to get to know. Yeah, especially if that's not something he wants to do, like he's going to struggle with it. Yeah, because yeah. I've tried going back to school so I could get my CPA. My brain doesn't even finish the semester. You know, yeah. I mean, I worked in a CPA office for years, five years when I was yeah. right out of school. I too was pushed to go to college. I ended up going and saying, well, if you're going to make me go, I'm going to get an art degree, yeah. <laughs> much to my dad's <laughs> dismay. Um, <laughs> And so, and I mean, I did, I paid a lot of money for it and yeah. I barely used it up until recently. I have a graphic design degree. Yeah. And so, and just like you, I was doing, and I got my real estate license and stuff. I was yeah. doing my own marketing. I was doing my own stuff. And so it's like, I had this four year university degree from UTSA that I was literally just using for my own self, which is yeah. crazy. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And so until I started doing it for others, we opened up a little graphic design company, my husband and I. And then, so I started doing it that way. And then obviously with the working moms, I do all of that now. Yeah. And that is really my jam. And so yeah. I did get pushed into college, but I ended up turning it in a way where it was like, these are the things that I like. But my dad was like, what the hell are you doing? He was like, what is an art degree? You know, what kind of a job can you get? You know, like all these things. And so yeah. I didn't get a ton of support really while I was in school. Yeah. Because it was, he just didn't understand it. My dad's an international business and he's very like, oh, and so, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, he's wonderful, but he's just very, like, <laughs> these are the, you know, yeah. this is like the logical stuff and this is how it's going to go. And so he didn't understand it at all. And so I agree with you, even yeah. like, and, and homeschooling my kids too, like, I will not push college on them. There's just, no. I just won't, you know, there's just, yeah. I spent so much money and I literally could have taken specifically graphic design classes and had the same kind of takeaway. Now, right. I mean, yeah. I will say there was, I, I had a wonderful experience in college. Yeah. Um, I met people, you know, there are other skills that you learn being in college. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you on that where it's like, hey, just where people I find really succeed is when they're doing something they really love. And yes. the success comes like with not as much effort because you're just yeah. to do it. You want to wake up every day and you're like, hey, man, I'm here and these are the things I'm going to do. And yes. so you automatically become a little bit more successful because you want to get in there and you want to do yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like work. No. If you right. enjoy what you do. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. Like I love numbers. I know I love numbers. I yeah. love numbers. I love working numbers. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, it does, the, the networking part of my job is harder for me, like getting out and doing that part. But I love working numbers and making it's like a puzzle. I'm doing yeah. a puzzle all day long. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. Find something that you love and yeah. create a career out of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I know? think that's the, and I think that's what, if one good thing came out of pandemic, it was that a lot of people actually went for the things that they love to do. Yeah. Uh, and I know for me, like I said, it, it, I was like, okay, this is it. And I'm still using my creativity. I'm still, you know, I'm still me. And that's one thing that I always say when my clients that I do, like that I have now, they know that I cuss. They know that I have tattoos. They know that like, but when it comes to your books, like they're going to be, you know, spotless. I'm going to take care of you. But if you're spending the money, you shouldn't be a way you shouldn't be spending it. I'm going to talk shit to you. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't sugarcoat shit. You know, like, I'm just going to, this is one, this is who I am. This is the kind of people I want to attract. And yeah. if, if you're not willing to, I don't know, work with me or yeah. if you don't want me to tell you how to run your business, then we're not a good fit. Cause I'm just trying to help you out. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. <laughs> no, I, I like that. I, I like that you get to, that, you know, who you are, yes. you know, and you're going to attract the people that you're going to work best with. Yeah. Right. It does. But yeah. it's also, I'm, I'm hoping the world's changing a little bit in the fact that the color of the hair, the what's on your you, skin, it, yeah. it's not that it, it's the person and yeah. having that opportunity to get to know that person. So yeah, I, I think it's great. I, I love the fact that she does the whole creativity and then the bookkeeping. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, what other? And like, if you see, if you see my room, like I, I have so much fucking craft shit. And <laughs> because I always like start, I hi hyper fixate on one thing and then I'm like, I'm bored. So then I move on to something else. But my one thing that like my that my husband thought was going to be a hyper fixation was a tattoo. He's like, oh, you're just getting another certificate um you know but are you actually going to do something with it? I'm like yeah 
eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it only took me a couple of years, but I, I'm doing something with it now. So. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I'm so curious, like, because you see a lot of books and you deal with people, different kinds of businesses and that kind of thing. Do you feel like there are some common mistakes that people make? Like, I know I had asked, full disclosure, I just recently started doing like QuickBooks and bookkeeping just a couple of weeks ago. And I had to ask Crystal, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, how does this work? And so I just wonder if you see people, like, what are some common mistakes? It's not that complicated when you really get in there, I guess, but it, yeah. it's just it, for someone like me, who's not a numbers person, it was like, almost like speaking a foreign language. Like I got in yeah. there and it was like talking about different types of accounts and like, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, this is why you need somebody to do this. <laughs> exactly. So I think one of the biggest mistakes that someone will do is open a QuickBooks account and honestly not know how to run it. Because yeah. even for me that I was taught um, how to do accounting, when I first started QuickBooks, it was very confusing to me. And I had to take a whole course just to understand it and to even be able to offer it to clients. Because when I started doing books, I was doing paper and, and pencil. Yeah. That's how I set up with books. It was just on paper because I, I was scared of QuickBooks and I was scared of learning it because I was like, if I mess something up, it's, I don't know. But then I figured it out and I got certified through QuickBooks. So I think one of the, one of the mistakes is that, like I said, people will go in it and then sometimes they categorize shit the, the wrong way and they don't ask anybody. Yeah. And also don't ask the internet because it'll tell you all no. different kinds of stuff. Oh, I learned yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah, to get with yeah, Crystal all different stuff. and I yeah. was like, Hey, it's like, I need, you know, to do a certain kind of thing. And I was like, it's going to make it, people on the internet are like saying, I need to write a fake check and like do all this stuff, like in this program. And Crystal I was, was like, like, don't no. do any of that stuff. <laughs> no, no. I was like, no. Yeah, Google no your symptoms online to find I know. Yeah. yeah. I was like, don't do that. No. So, and then <laughs> another mistake that people do is they use their business account like their personal account and they just, you know, they, they and not even they mix it. They literally just use their business account for everything. And it's like, no, you have to separate the two. They're two different things like pay yourself. And I think because we see, and we're small businesses, like we're like, okay, well we don't need to, we don't need to separate it. We could just use it. And that's how we pay ourselves. No, make sure that you're paying yourself a certain amount from the profit that you're making. Um, and that's it. Like, I think those are like the the main three. If you don't know QuickBooks, either take a, little, a small course and learn it or just do paper and pencil or, you know, also separate your accounts. That's, yeah. yeah. I think the separating accounts is a good yeah. tip just because in what I do, I see it, right? Yeah. So a lot of people who are trying to, people who are self-employed have a unique way of qualifying for homes, for example. Yeah. And when they mix and mingle their assets, business and personal, it makes it more difficult to yeah. do things when it can be a straight line. This is your, this is how much you're making it, you're, with the business. You know, because yeah. obviously if you have multiple side hustles, you have yeah. money flow in different ways. When I talk to my clients, I always tell them, you want to think about it this way. If let's say you want to buy a house next year, mm -hmm. they're not going to want to see like when they look at your business account, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, why do you have personal expenses on here? And then you're not making yourself look profitable. Instead, what's happening, you're making yourself look like you have all these expenses through the business because one, you don't have them categorized correctly and mm -hmm. they're just seeing all this money coming out. 
So how much money is your business actually making? So you're not going to know any of that if you don't separate them. So I always try to be very good with my clients about telling them that for yeah. the house purposes. Yeah. And, and do the hard work track. If you don't lump everything together, like a lot of people tend to lump stuff in, like for if you have vehicle expenses, let's say you travel yeah. to yeah. different salons or whatever in, in, in your line of work or the, the books that you do. Don't lump everything in, in car and truck expenses. Do, yeah. Write out your mileage because some of that, when you're qualifying for different types of loans, when, when yeah. people are looking at your books, you can add back in these deductions. So obviously most people's goal who's self-employed is to show the, the your net as small as possible because that's what you're going to yeah. pay taxes on. And you have legitimate deductions that you can do, yeah. right? They're, yeah. they're great. But when you qualify for a loan, there's deductions that we, as fine, you know, people who are giving you money, yeah. add back in some of those deductions to give you a larger, hey, you actually made more profit, right? Yeah. You have more profit and you're, we're going to show you having more income that your, yeah. your business was profitable. So yeah, I think that's a great tip. A lot of people, mm-hmm. and on my side, I see a lot of people mixing their funds. So I'm like, why is the business paying for cable? Or why is it <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, you're trying to And I see that a lot. Yeah, I see that a lot as well. I've also seen a lot of CPAs fuck up books. Mm, and yes. Oh my God, yes. I had a horrible issue. The CPAs make mistakes and they'll they don't do it right and and ultimately you're responsible for your own books i think there's a big misconception with that where people are like oh i have a business of like this caliber a cpa has to handle my stuff and it's like number one Mm. that's not true and number two just like in any other industry there's different levels of cpas some cpas are good at their jobs some cpas are bad at their jobs just like any other job you get a good doctor a bad doctor you know what i mean yeah, so just because I, someone's a CPA doesn't mean they're going to be doing you the best. You need to get no. reviews and different like experiences yeah. that other people have had. I just that drives me nuts when people say that. I saw it online the other day. Someone was like, "I I need a CPA or I need someone to do my taxes," and so I recommended somebody, and they were like, "Is this person a CPA?" It's like that they're a tax professional. They don't have to be a CPA. Yeah. And to be honest, working in a CPA's office for all those years, the CPAs aren't the ones that are doing your taxes. No, it's somebody <laughs> it's else. Accounts. Yeah. 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 That's, I had one client that I took over and she had a CPA. When I tell you her books were a mess and she wasn't sure what the hell the CPA was doing. Yeah. Man, it took me. And even now we were actually sitting down yesterday and we were, I was trying to, you know, get all her shit together for, for tax uh, time. And then I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Just when I thought that I had already fixed all this shit that this dude did, like, there's still so much more that's coming up mm-hmm. and it becomes frustrating because it's like, you sit there and you charge all kinds of money for what you do yeah. as a CPA, but you're not even doing your job right. Yeah. And it sucks because I, it's not just one person that I've heard this happened to you know it's been multiple people and I don't know if it's from the same CPA or what but I've you know find yourself a bookkeeper who really knows the kind of work that you do and that they're actually going to go hard for you as far as you know they're going to give you shit if you're spending the money you shouldn't be spending they're going to be strict with you they're going to you know they're going to hold you accountable for everything um, yeah. If you have someone who's just like, okay, they're just inputting everything that you give them without questions, then you have the wrong person. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to say CPAs are not, you're at the end of the day, 
you, the business owner, are accountable for your monies, what you pay yep. and so forth. So just to quit, because it's very fresh in my mind, because we just finished it but since October, been arguing yeah. with the CPA about this person's, they're trying to, they're trying to, to buy, buy their home. Uh -huh. They, they, they do construction. They're ready. The home is done. They're ready for their permanent financing. I come into the picture. They send me their tax. Now I've analyzed tax returns for 20 yeah. years. Right. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, they don't match. Your numbers do not match. And to, and of course the, it was an older couple and she did, they, she didn't know. She's like, I don't, this is what I have. She just gave me, so I, I called yeah. the CPA up and I asked them, I'm like, Hey, this number's not flowing from your 1120 to your personal account. Like I don't, I can't follow the, the numbers and they're adamant. Well, they forgot they had done an amendment. They never amended the personals. Then they still did it wrong. They oh, weren't shit. accounting for income. So this poor couple, it ex overall, because of their mistake, having uh -huh. to amend tax returns from three years ago, mind you, coming back, not only did they owe additional $15,000 in taxes all of a sudden, it delayed their process in their home buying. That sucks. 20 grand they had to pay in addition in interest that they had to pay to the builder oh, yeah. and extending their interest rate. Like there's money involved and the CPA is not accounting yeah. for anything. That sucks. Normally oh, was... when the CPA, uh, a lot of the times actually, when the CPA is the one that's in charge of books, and even me as a bookkeeper, if I'm in charge of books and I mess something up, I have insurance in case anything comes back to the client because mm -hmm. it shouldn't be their fault if I'm the one that's handling all their shit. And I have insurance for that, and a CPA should too. So they can actually come after the CPA. Well, that's definitely that's something I'll share. I didn't know that. I'll share that. It, but it, I, I argued for a month. I'm like, they were insistent. I'm like, I realize I'm not a CPA. Yeah. But I do look at these on a daily basis and I'm telling you, this doesn't match. They finally came back. It took them weeks to come back and actually, okay, we see where this is not matching. We have to refile and so forth. But they're adamant that I was wrong. Oh, um, I just man. felt horrible for this couple. But at the end of the day, I sat down with the couple and I said, yes, you trusted a business to do it, but ultimately you're going to be the responsible. So they, the taxes you owe are the taxes you would have owed back in 2021. Yeah, no matter what. No matter what you would have yeah. owed it. It's just unfortunate now it's coming out of the blue when you've made this huge expense to buy a house. Oh, that <laughs> so, sucks. Yeah. Yes. It was just, it was heartbreaking, but having someone, I think like you're, you kind of said, like, you, you know, the industry that yeah. you're bookkeeping for and helping them. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that industry. I think it's a CPA doesn't CPAs no. are typically used for analysis on businesses. Like they're yeah. like, like large corporations type. Yeah. Thing. I think a CPA does come in handy. But at the end of the day, you want someone who understands what you do every day. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the only difference, so. the, I think the, the difference between a, one of the biggest difference, obviously, between a CPA and a bookkeeper is the CPA, yeah, they have a license and everything, but they know the law. Um, and they know more legal stuff and they're allowed to do more shit that, when it comes to legal than we do, you know, but it doesn't take away from them. Sometimes I don't even know how to use QuickBooks or sometimes I don't even know how to categorize shit and it's all miscategorized. And it's like, and, and they hire bookkeepers who are freshly out of school. Mm -hmm. So when they're doing this stuff, it's like, are you know, are you making sure who is the person that's actually doing your books? 
yeah so that has a, i don't know do your research when you're going to look for a bookkeeper you know or look me up beauty pro bookkeeping definitely yeah definitely. <laughs> i think it's ideal to have someone who understands truly yeah. understands the business that you do yeah you know, whether they not that they had to have done it before but understands what type of expenses are normal in your industry? What yeah. type of things are you going to, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so contact Crystal. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you want to get a tattoo yeah. as well, you know, Tattoo Friday. Yes. Okay, I have to ask a question. I yeah. What's the difference between, I, I saw you uh, post something, a, a fine, fine, fine is that what it is? Yeah, fine Tattoo light. versus, like, what, what's the difference? So, there is a big old controversy right now going on. Tattoo artists fucking hate all the fine line tattoo artists and all the permanent makeup artists because they are mad that we're not doing a fucking two year long apprenticeship of being somebody's bitch at the tattoo shop, <laughs> you know, and they had to do all this and we took a course and we're not supposedly you know I, yeah i get it we're not as good at them because they have as them because they have years of experience fine line is where you either use one needle when you're tattooing is either a one needle or three needles you up to five needles on the tattoo gun and okay. the different sizes those create a very fine line well if you tattoo with one needle only is very fine and if you're if it's not done right it could blow the ink so as you're putting it in the ink could spread yeah. well tattoo artists are not they're mad because they don't know how to tattoo with one needle they're trained to tattoo with seven needles or more and i'm i probably will get a lot of shit from tattoo artists for this but it's true it's they're more mad because they can't tattoo with a a fine line if you look, I asked for this one, I asked for that to be a fine line tattoo right here. And I think it was done with like nine needles. Yeah. And it's a round liner. So if you were to ask them, I've had some that the lines have blown out and it's not even one needle, you know, so they don't know yeah. their, their depth. But a fine line is just knowing how to tattoo small tattoos with very thin lines and if you if you show yours i don't know how good you could see yours on the camera but well, mine's with, thick it's, it's, i wanted it thinner it's a it's, it's, and so, that's it and look at and look at erica's now erica i don't know how to get it to go that way <laughs> so oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's more defined it's yes. more clear yes um so and it has my, to deal uh, with needles yeah yeah, so it, my siblings and I, after my dad passed, we all like playing cards. Okay. So we all got, there's five of us. So each of us got a, a suit and my yeah. brother got, he got the wild card. He got the Joker. Okay. Uh, but, but I'm like, it's not where I, I like it, but I, in my head, but I had pictured I, what I, the more dainty. The picture I gave, it was more dainty. Yes. Yeah. So that's what, yeah. So that's what I, that's what I specialize in, in the dainty tattoos. I've done a bigger piece before. But it was like when I was still practicing and it's probably this big that I tattooed. And that one I did have to go with a little bit of a, a thicker needle only because it was bigger and it wasn't going to look as great if I went with the fine yeah. line. But I'm trying to build up to go to drawing bigger tattoos and maybe even color. But my favorite are honestly the fine line, the dainty looking tattoos. Well, I got to yeah. come see you, Crystal. I got to. Yeah. I, my, 
I need to get another one. <laughs> yes, I, I'm all I'm down for for it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, now feels like a good time where maybe you can tell people how to get in touch with you for your services and that kind of thing, so they can reach out to you for all your bookkeeping expertise and your tattoo expertise. <laughs> yeah. So for my bookkeeping, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn under bookkeeping, beauty pro bookkeeping. Yeah. yeah beauty pro bookkeeping. My website is beautyprobookkeeping.com slash quote to fill out a form if you want more information and to get, you know, a quote for my tattooing is artsy crystal on Instagram and Facebook as well. And there you could keep up with me. I do have a podcast. You could keep up on both of those. Yeah. So it's also about beauty. It's beauty bound. So I speak a lot about bookkeeping on there as well and the beauty industry. So yeah, so that's everywhere you can find me. That's awesome. And just to be clear, you specialize in beauty bookkeeping, but you are taking on other clients as well. Yes. So I specialize in the beauty industry, but I also take on small businesses. Yes. My, my specialty, like I said, I do focus on that because that's, you know, that's, uh, I worked in the field and I want to help the beauty industry, but I also obviously know the small business aspect of it and I know I can help small businesses. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, you've been so thank much you. fun. Yes, this was <laughs> fun. I, I appreciate yeah. always your blunt honesty. <laughs> yeah. Me too. We need more of that in the world. Thank you for being on. And then I will also thank our listeners for tuning in to this week's episode. And we will just catch you guys next week. Thank See you guys you. next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Working Moms of San Antonio podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at our respective Instagram accounts or join our Working Moms of San Antonio Facebook group. Those links can be found in our episode description. If you have an episode topic suggestion or question, please email us at office at radisagent.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. See you next week.